0: You're listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio, Episode 4. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hi, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio. Today we have on a special guest, Emma Abrahamson. She's a Pac-12 runner for University of Oregon Cross Country and Track. She's from Carlsbad, California. She's also a recipe guru at One Crazed Foodie on Instagram, an active vlogger on YouTube, and just an all-around awesome person.
1: Welcome to the show, Emma. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: We're
2: super, super happy to have you here today, Emma. Um, So let's start off super basic. How did you get your start in running?
1: So I did, I was on a swim team earlier when I was about five years old and I started swimming. So I've just had a very big background in endurance sports. And then kind of through swimming I got into triathlons. We had a couple family friends that recommended it to us and I have a big family so we were all, all the kids were just out there doing triathlons with our friends. And from then on I kind of started to realize that running and swimming were both my best legs of the triathlon and we, there's a race called the Carlsbad 5000 down in San Diego and they also have a kids race called the Junior Junior Carlsbad, and I would do that every year since I was five. And then when I started doing pretty well at those events, um, one of the years a club coach from the San Diego Roadrunners recruited me and a couple of my siblings and asked us to come down and try out for the team. And ever since then, I just started running for San Diego Roadrunners and eventually ended up quitting swimming just because I had such a passion for running. And I realized that that was gonna be a bigger part of my future than swimming would have been.
2: That's really, really cool. And you said you have you have a couple, how many siblings do you have?
1: So I have an older sister, Ellie, a younger sister, Sarah, and a younger brother, Stephen.
2: Oh wow, and you all did triathlons.
1: Yeah, we all did triathlons back in the day. My older sister's actually still doing them now. She just graduated um, and then she's pursuing triathlon now post-collegiately
2: good for her wow. that's amazing mm-hmm. and it's so funny to think because I think um when I think about triathlon I think of about a lot of runners who transition into triathlete triathlon so it's interesting for me to hear that you were a triathlete and then you transitioned into running maybe you go back to triathlon in the future you never know but like that's really really
1: neat yeah it's I feel like it goes one way or the other. Swimmer, mm-hmm. Swimming and running are two very different sports, though they do have the same endurance background. It's hard to be both a swimmer and a runner, so I don't know. My sister's really good at it. She has the biking nailed down. That's something that's like really key, but I guess having that swimming background definitely helped my running, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can imagine so. Were your parents involved in these sports, or how did you guys first get involved?
1: Not really. I think my parents just wanted to put us into some sporting activity, and again, through family, friends, we just decided to start swimming, and we all really love swimming and the team aspect, so parents weren't really the biggest athletes, but, um, I mean, they stay active. They're not, yeah, but they're just, they don't do anything (laughs) competitively. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you ever miss triathlons or wish that you pursued them, or think about what if you would pursue them, or are you pretty happy
1: in running? Um, I mean, I'm pretty content with running. When I go and have to go swim or get in the pool to swim, it's, I don't know, if I think I'm just a little burnt out from all of my years I spent swimming right now, so, and still to this day, even though I quit when I was like 11 years old, still to this day, it's a little bit hard for me to jump in that pool so who knows in the future maybe I'll go back to them it's pretty easy sport to just get back into um but for right now I'm perfectly content with just running
2: (laughs) I can I can totally imagine that and relate to that because I was injured and I wasn't injured for too long um just about three months this past spring and I was in the pool all the time swimming and there was this point in time where I was in the pool and I just kept looking at the ground and at the ceiling and I was like I don't want to be here right now I don't know how people can just like look at a pool and float in the water like for hours on end so props to all those
1: swimmers out there but I totally get that (laughs) yeah it takes a lot of mental stamina to be able to Mm -hmm. look at the bottom of a pool for hours on end which is what you have to do in swimming you can since it's such a low impact sport you can just do it for hours to get the same like better benefits as opposed Mm -hmm. to running you can do maximum 90 minutes usually and then your body just can't handle it anymore at least mine can't
0: yeah yeah now how did Um, so oh god how did your um your running background lead to running for Oregon
1: what was that process like so I originally wasn't at Oregon I originally went to Vanderbilt University and that's um in high school I didn't really even look at Oregon as an option just because I wasn't the number one runner coming out of high school in the country, so I kind of ruled that one out early, though it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, it would have been super cool to run for Oregon, but it's obviously a very hard school to get recruited to, so that was not even in my mind, senior year of high school. And then I, so originally I went to Vanderbilt, and I only went there for a semester before I realized that it wasn't really the school for me, so and I knew running like I wanted to really focus on running in college and there are some a certain amount of schools that you know have a really great running program and really focus on running in Oregon was one of those so I eventually just reached out to them when I was in the transfer process and I knew it was a long shot because again I wasn't like the I didn't have the best cross-country season at Vanderbilt either so it was just kind of on a whim. Maybe Oregon will respond to me. And my coach was very welcoming and she offered me a spot on the team right away in the winter. So that was just, I'm still shocked to this day how I'm on this team. But um, yeah, I just really wanted to focus on my running and this is really the school to be at. Wow.
2: That's amazing. That took a lot of persistence and courage. Um, What was that like for you to reach out and Possibly knowing that, this is kind of an awful thing to say, but possibly knowing that your hopes might be like down the drain or it might not work out,
1: what was that like for you? I mean, in the high school recruiting process, no matter how, I mean, unless you're like the number one runner, I feel like you'll get turned on from schools anyways. So I had already been through that like once before. I did email Oregon, I guess, in high school, but they wouldn't give me the time of day or other, a couple other big schools. Um, so I think I just had that going in there's nothing really to lose just like showing your interest and going beyond running in life that's going to happen too if you're going out for a job search you just kind of have to understand that not everyone is going to really take that chance on you or give you the opportunity so persistence is definitely key um, in that aspect I think
2: mm-hmm. so you're at um, Oregon right now and what are you majoring in?
1: So I'm doing business and I'm concentrating in sports management.
2: Okay, and do you have an idea of what you hope to do with that when you graduate?
1: That's that's another question. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot this year obviously because uh, the real world is coming up <laughs> fast. Um, I kind of realized towards the end, it took me a long time to realize really what I wanted to do and I kind of just chose business in at the beginning of my college career, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't really know where my passions lied. So I chose business obviously in sports management, but then now as I got older, I kind of realized I'm very into communications and Mm -hmm. something in that realm. So I mean, business and communications pretty much go hand in hand, especially if you're doing classes like marketing, like I am. So probably something in that realm. I've been thinking about maybe assistant coaching or I, it's just it's all up in the air. Like coaching definitely speaks to me a little bit and just being able to interact with other people and and like be a positive influence still in the running community because I do want to stay in the running world but I'm also not limiting myself to that and we'll see. I'm I'm not really sure yet. It's very <laughs> up in the air.
2: And that's totally fine. Um, That's a really tricky place to be in as a senior, you know, not really knowing exactly what you want to do, but having an idea of what you want to do at the same Mm -hmm. time. It's totally contradictory. Um, Megan and I have both been in that position, um, but still are. uh, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, totally still are. Totally still are. Let's be honest. Um, But totally wish you luck in that because we have no doubt that you're going to go far and do some pretty cool things. Oh, thank you. Um, you already <laughs> are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Let's um, let's talk about this Instagram that you have. <laughs> so what's the story behind One Crazed Foodie? Okay, well,
1: I, I honestly don't really even know. So <laughs> I kind of, I don't know. I, I really like social media, and I didn't really realize how much I liked it until this past year. But I also, if you guys didn't know, I really like food, too. So... <laughs> um I did like originally just start following some food instagrammers and then one day I was like well why don't I just like start posting pictures of my food or I don't know I don't even know so I just started off um it was last summer so it was like a year ago and I started one crazed foodie and (laughs) from then I don't I like the past year um last school year I didn't really I didn't put that much time and effort into it you know I'd post every once in a while when I felt like making something that looked good or some recipe but was wasn't very I didn't post every day like I do usually now but then this past summer I really just wanted to focus on you know growing my channel and spreading the message and recipes for runners and beyond the running community athletes or just regular people um just to spread the message, you know, that it's easy to eat healthy and eat delicious food if you, you know, put in pretty minimal effort. So then from then on, once I've started like posting every day and, you know, interacting with more people, it just kind of has blown up beyond proportion (laughs) and I didn't really realize. But I'm having a really good time with
0: it. That's so cool so what has been your favorite part of that like what's kind of kept you going with one crazed foodie like do you get feedback from other people or what's that process been like for
1: you yeah, I think it's just really, it's really exciting to see, not that I'm all about like my following, but it's just really exciting to see people get excited about recipes or like my favorite thing is when people tag their friends in my recipe and like, we need to make this. I don't know why that makes <laughs> me so excited, but I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just getting positive feedback, like my teammates here at Oregon like it and then my family likes it. Uh, runners just all over the country seem to have found it and enjoy it so just getting yeah like you said feedback from people um positive comments people actually making my recipes which is kind of (laughs) mind-blowing I it's just it's just cool to see that's so
0: neat do you think that's more of a hobby for you or is that a potential career path of like starting a recipe book or more of like, taking that career-wise? Because I thought when I first saw, oh, she has to be a nutrition major, so I was actually surprised you weren't. Is that something you're considering down the road?
1: See, that's like, that's another thing I've definitely, um, like, thought about, and I'm actually, I am the social media intern for Nutso. I don't know if you've heard of their nut yeah, butters, but... Yeah, we love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so <laughs> I'm a social media intern for them. That's just kind of on the side, and it definitely one craze foodie started as a hobby and it still is right now I'm not taking it too seriously just having fun with it but I don't really know any of the career options down the road Oregon doesn't have a nutrition major I definitely would look into that if it was at another school that I went to I would have um, definitely looked into majoring in nutrition because I do care about it a lot but as of right now it's just a hobby we'll see later in my life if I, you know, really sit down and start to become a real food blogger. But for right now, just having a good time on Instagram and interacting with people.
2: Do you find that there's um, like a lot of pressure to either post something that's like new or exciting or um, like interact with your followers? What's what's that been like for you?
1: So as much as I do say that I like to have fun with it I do feel pressured because I Mm -hmm. I have pressure on myself it's not really from anyone else just pressure on myself to post every day and sometimes I come home from practice and I know I already have like a bland meal prepared for dinner that's just sitting in my fridge that I'm not (laughs) going to post obviously but so the only time I have to post is lunch and sometimes I come home from practice in the morning and it's lunchtime and the last thing I want to do is make an aesthetically pleasing smoothie bowl
0: when it's 40
1: degrees outside, though I know, I know my Instagram page needs some color, but sometimes, you know, I end up just making the smoothie bowl for the sake of the Instagram, (laughs) not gonna lie, but then other times, uh, I just decide for the day, I'm not gonna stress about it, I'm just not gonna post for the day, but I do put pressure on myself, but I try not to, you know, overwhelm myself.
2: No, and that makes total sense, and it's, it's something, it's really funny that you say that, because, um, I know that some so many Instagrammers like tend to be so. Um, how do I want to put it? Like, um, they want to be real and like honest with their followers. And I think something you do really well is do that. Um, even though you're posting beautiful Instagram pictures, like all of your recipes are, uh, you know, they're easy to make and they're something that a lot of real and like quote unquote real runners can make, like and real athletes can make, which is awesome. So i um, totally
1: appreciative of that because I've definitely made quite a few of them. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I look at some other food and streamers and I just think, how do you have the time of day to put that much effort into it, man? I'm like running from here to there and then maybe I hopefully have time to post, but right? yeah, just, just try, try to keep it, you know, pretty simple and I'm really balling on a budget here. So my, <laughs> my meals aren't a thousand different colors, but I try to make it work no and I totally get that and I actually wanted
2: to thank you because um I have been making your chickpea cookie dough recipe and oh yes so good and then I also so this past week I got my wisdom teeth out so I had been on like a pureed food diet oh, and mm-hmm. um your nooch sauce so I never thought of adding water to nutritional yeast to make a sauce it's like was so 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 good I've been putting it on everything honestly Yeah, I, I
1: honestly don't even know where that came from I think one day I was just like oh man I'm just gonna you know try to make this into a sauce and then I put mm-hmm. some water in and I was like whoa this kind of actually worked and that's <laughs> that's how most of my recipes come out I'm not even gonna lie
2: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh it's so so good um so in addition to your Instagram you've also started vlogging what has that been like
1: that I don't even know really what that's been life. I kind of just you know decided one day I I'm a pretty big watcher of YouTube so I decided one day I was why why can't I do this you know I mean I know I'm not the biggest I'm not into video editing like that's not Mm -hmm. my skill set all I have on my computer is iMovie and I didn't even at, at the start of it I didn't even have a vlogging camera so I was just using my iPhone and You know, I was putting it off for a while. It always been in the back of my mind, like, maybe I'll start a YouTube, but, you know, I never really had, like, the true inspiration until one day I was like, you know what, it's not going to be perfect any day, so I'm just going to start today, and then, again, that's just kind of like my food Instagram kind of just took off, and I don't even really know how, but (laughs) then I ended up investing in a little vlogging camera and now here I am it's still I don't try to put you know that much effort into it because I am really busy but I try to you know put as much as I can into it without stressing myself out
2: totally and I
1: have to ask
0: this
2: where did hey fellows come from where did this come from
0: we're we're gonna introduce you that way
2: Hey fellas, we we were going to start the podcast and be
1: like, "Hey fellas," but we didn't want you to like be offended by that. But we wanted to know where it came from. Um, I feel like I've said this so many times on this podcast, but I have no idea. One day, I just, I feel, I think on my team, my teammates could um, vouch for this, but I just, all of a sudden, one day, I'll just start saying something random, and then it just, some of them just stick. And I think that was just one of them. I don't. I don't know if it st- started like last year in the spring. One day I think I just heard the word fellas and I was like, I'm just going to start calling people that. And then <laughs> I guess it took over to my YouTube and I think now it's my little trademark. It's my and- little phrase. Yeah, trademark. Yeah. People will just come up to me like, "Hey, fella." I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was yeah. a cooler story, but there's not. <laughs> no
2: no I totally love it and you have this like quirkiness about you that is just awesome and makes me smile every time I hear hey fella so just, <laughs> just
1: stick with that Emma we love but, it oh thanks that's good to hear I'm glad not <laughs> just a joke
0: no <laughs> um kind of going back to your recipes we have a reader question what is your favorite recipe of all time if you could choose one fave
1: oh wow I don't, this is a hard one. I feel like every day I make something, I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. But <laughs> right at this moment, I mean, I did make that whole entire video on the chickpea cookie dough because for mm-hmm. a while I was literally eating that every single day. So that, or I guess kind of going along with that, my chocolate chip cookies that are made from chickpeas that I just posted mm-hmm. not that long ago on my Instagram. wouldn't say the most aesthetically pleasing picture, but those <laughs> things are so so good what is it and about I can, chickpeas right I, I don't even know like I just <laughs> I'll eat cans of chickpeas at a time which is probably not the best thing for my body but <laughs> it's so good and I can't stop so I've been making those cookies a lot
0: that's awesome how about another one what would be your last meal like last meal on
1: earth oh my gosh these <laughs> questions surrounding food it's like I'd never have an answer but this is gonna go, you know, against my one craze foodie health health Instagram game, but oh. probably just a, a burger, fries, and a milkshake. Mm-hmm. So good. What kind yeah, of milkshake? One of my favorites. Um Well, if we're just going like chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, which is like the standard ones, probably like vanilla, but I would I would hope that my last meal they would serve <laughs> me a milkshake of my choosing that I would, you know, <laughs> specify. So probably peanut butter Oreo. Mm, so good. Mm-hmm. Is this a
0: typical post-race meal? I'm guessing it's not a pre-race. Maybe um, as much
1: as I wish I could eat that pre-race yeah. and feel okay. Um, yeah, I actually just had that, was it yesterday? Two days ago after Pac-12. Yep, got a burger, fries, and a milkshake. Mm,
0: so good. Yeah. Now, what's your kind of pre-race go-to food? Do you have... Um, any rituals and it doesn't have to just be food but any things you do before every race to ensure mm-hmm. it's a successful race
1: um in the well the night before I'm not very strict because we're traveling all the time so mm-hmm. especially with food it's you can't really be very strict if you're on a yeah. travel team because you'll things will be catered to you or mm-hmm. you'll be in a place yeah. where there's not specific things that you usually eat around you so Lately, I've been really into, if we travel, finding a Mediterranean place. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. This past, probably 2017, you know, I've been all about the Mediterranean pre-race, which is very random. But um, the morning of, usually, I go for a little shakeout run before Mm -hmm. racing. Not a super long one at all, like, probably less than a mile, to be honest. And I just shake out immediately to Starbucks and grab (laughs) myself an iced coffee, so... (laughs) I think having that coffee, that coffee every morning, iced coffee with cream from Starbucks, mm-hmm. really, that's like the one thing I do every single time. Mm-hmm. That's a good ritual um, so- to have yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that, see I, I don't like drink
2: coffee I don't get I'm not a, like a coffee person I I've never had it oh man um, oh. I know you can totally oh. judge me for saying that because <laughs> it is it is worth it's it's odd I just don't know but how I'd you survive I love the smell of it without I know it. I don't know either but... no
1: it's it's probably a good thing you know you yeah. probably save a lot of money so
2: <laughs> this is true yes um so going along with that um I guess um for your races or training or whatnot do you have any favorite running gear that you'd like to use
1: Um, For training, I always use my Garmin. I just Mm -hmm. really like to know, you know, what paces I'm going and how long I'm going for. I don't know. I've never been a run-on-minutes type of person. I'm always a run-on-miles, so I'll always have, like, Mm -hmm. six miles for the day instead of 45 minutes or whatever. So I Mm -hmm. always have my Garmin. And if I'm running alone, I'll always bring my armband for my music and my headphones, obviously. And I run in Nike pegs. But... Everything else is kind of just day by day, but those are the things that I run with all the time.
2: What type of music's on your iPod or phone, I should say? No, they don't have iPods anymore, do they? Did I just totally date myself? I just <laughs> dated myself. Oh my god, So you're so, so what music?
1: <laughs> I totally am. Um, what music is on your phone? Um, it's mostly like hip hop and R&B. Um, <laughs> that, I think that's all I listen to at the moment. Uh, anyone that follows me probably knows I absolutely love The Weeknd. So mm-hmm. that has been basically what I listen to on repeat on my runs. Just a playlist on Spotify called This Is The Weeknd. And it's literally about 30 songs of just The Weeknd. So. That's awesome.
2: That is yeah. so awesome. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe let's just jump back into being um, – so you're a student, obviously, um, and you have a really cool major that you've um, – we're not sure where we're gonna go with it, but that's okay because we are, we are so hopeful for Emma's future right now. Um, so your current student, um, how do you balance
1: being a student in training? So I think it all just comes down to time management and the way that you prioritize your time. And thankfully, like my team and my coach are really flexible when it comes to school. I run by myself on Mondays and Wednesdays because practice time is during my when I have class, and I have to have class at those times because that's only when the business school offers them. So my coach is very flexible and lets me run by myself, which just saves me hours of the day that I can, you know, spend the rest of the morning getting schoolwork done before I have class for four hours in the afternoon and on the weekends you know Sundays are my days that I dedicate strictly to studying so obviously go up and post up at Starbucks grab myself a nice coffee and just get that study grind on and the same thing when it comes to traveling just you know being on top of it and having my planner ready and filled out with to-do lists every day really just you know keeps me sane and keeps me accountable for all the things I have to do because school is a really big priority in my life and It's just finding a balance of really your priorities.
0: You were just on the ball. So, to us, it seems like you got it all balanced.
1: Um, it may seem that way on the outside, though. On the inside, I may be probably screaming today when I I have three midterms this week. Oh, so, we'll see. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. We really won't Sending keep you on you So on much long.
2: good energy. Yeah. I was going to
1: joke
0: Sunday's not just homework day, but you're going to have media day now after this podcast. Like oh, every, oh, every Sunday, I got sure. media requests. <laughs> yeah. In case you don't know and you're listening, Strong Runner Chicks, we had to contact. Emma's media manager, which we were oh, like, oh man,
1: she's yeah. It wasn't no, it's our team media manager, all right. It's okay. not it's
0: not
1: just mine for sure. Gotcha. Um But we
2: were super happy to do that and he oh, was yeah. very kind. He was so, great. um thank thank Thanks, Nate, Nate, Nate for us. Um, yes. For, for letting um, you come and speak with us because we really appreciate it. Yes, and thank
1: you for, you know, going those extra lengths for speaking Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Our pleasure, really. So we've got a few more questions here. One from our readers. Um, Something we love about you at Strong Runner Chicks is your quirkiness. What are a few quirky habits that you have that people might not know? Or fun facts? Oh, man.
1: (laughs) Fun facts. Um, Well, every morning... Okay, this has been for about the past two years. Every, I never have to snooze my alarm. And I feel like everything just comes back full circle here. And I never have to snooze my alarm because I wake up so excited to run downstairs and make my oatmeal. So you will, <laughs> never, you will never see me snooze my alarm because I just get right up. And I'm like, it's time to eat my oatmeal. And that just, you know, gets me up for the day. And I never even have to think twice about uh- setting my alarm. What kind of oatmeal are you making? I was just gonna ask that. It's it's nothing special, you know? It's just
0: the the quick oats, banana
1: and peanut butter. But I Mm. just love it so much that it really gets me through the day. And then I go to bed excited for my oatmeal.
2: (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I thought one of your ingredients might in there might be um, chickpeas, but I was holding off to wait and see.
1: (laughs) Honestly, now that you say that, I'll probably have to add those tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Try it. It might make it actually really good. I've seen people add, like, what is it, zucchini. and. Um, I, I yeah. do
1: usually add zucchini, but I haven't bought it at the store lately. I need to, hmm. you know, start getting those greens back in my breakfast. Yeah.
2: Or people have been adding pumpkin, too, which I've heard is very good. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I've done that a couple times, but, again, I need to buy that from the store. I'm slacking right now. <laughs>
2: We're making
0: a shop, a shopping list for you right now
1: as yeah, we speak. we're writing this down.
0: Do you plan your uh, recipes in advance? Like that's one question I had. Or do you kind of come up with these? Are they accidental recipes, or is it like you have an idea in mind?
1: Um, most of the time I'm so I have my the same breakfast every morning. But then uh, I go for a run in the mornings, and on my run I just start you know thinking about what I'm gonna have for lunch. And usually lunch right. When I am um, in, in the school year is the one that I'll post on Instagram because it's the one I have the most time for. So I just have to think of do I want sweet or do I want savory and then from there I just kind of either go to one of my go-tos or if I have a lot of extra time I'll, you know, think of something uh, like a, a new recipe. But I really, I don't measure anything. I just kind of throw things into uh, a bowl and, you know, hope for the best. But so far it's worked out pretty well and I think... Um, for those, like, beginner chefs that are trying to start cooking for themselves or eat healthier, it really just takes time to, you know, get things – not that I'm perfect by any means, but just to be able to understand what ingredients will go well together and how much of an ingredient and, like, what the ingredients do to the flavor. So mm-hmm. I think I just kind of have a good eye for that now, that I can just kind of wing wing things and then they turn out pretty good, so – yeah, I noticed totally. on some
0: of your videos I've been watching, you're just kind of like, well, added a little spoonful of this and
1: oops, a little more of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of so how I cook too,
0: it doesn't turn out yeah. as well as yours.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just, I kind of feel bad because I look at other people's recipe videos on YouTube and mine are slacking, but <laughs> no. hopefully people can take something from it. <laughs> absolutely um so
2: you yeah so you mentioned there you had like a um a tip or two for beginner um cooks or chefs or um recipe creators or whatever do you have any other tips for you know college students working on a budget or like you say balling on a budget (laughs) um any other you know
1: advice for us So I would just say making a grocery list uh, definitely before you go to the grocery store and trying, as they say, usually people have probably heard this, but just staying on, like, the outside perimeter of the grocery store most of the time um, is really where you're going to get, like, all of your healthy staples. And so just kind of going in with an idea of, you know, what you want to get and keeping it very basic. That's That's the thing I think that's key to stick with healthy eating and you know be more motivated to make your own meals is if you keep it very simple I don't really go and make huge like dinner recipes because I know that I'm not going to want to make some crazy like from a cookbook dinner every single night and if I go to the grocery store I don't want to have to buy 10 different ingredients for one for one single meal for one person so Mm -hmm. it definitely takes time especially if you're cooking for one person to you know be able to get the exact measurements that you need from the store. So just sticking with whole foods, um, like potatoes, like a couple servings of Brussels sprouts or broccoli, some spinach and, um, some meat if you want, or protein of your choice. I think that just, you know, makes it really easy and a good dinner and very tasty too.
0: That all sounds great. Um, another piece of, um, advice that we have, this one's not on food, but back to kind of your freshman year self, what advice would you give to your freshman year and college self?
1: Definitely just to, you know, stay true to your values and really understand that you're running for, I mean, you are running for your team, but ultimately you need to keep it fun and you need to run for yourself and make sure that you're doing what it takes to have a good time and Just keep it fun, I guess. Um I've definitely gone through phases in my life where it just starts to not get so fun because I'm putting too much pressure on myself. But I think what I've done, especially in the year of like twenty seventeen, is really just taking a step back and realizing like why am I doing this and like just kind of understanding that at the end of the day I am doing it for myself and it's it's supposed to be for enjoyment even though there is especially at Oregon there's a lot of pressure to do well but I think I run best when I am having a good time and you know I'm having a good time with my teammates and stuff so definitely to my freshman year self yeah just you know do whatever it takes to keep it fun and just have a good time don't put too much pressure on yourself
0: and in kind of great advice yeah and kind of in choosing the school that's right for you um, what do you think are some signs that people should look out for when they're visiting
1: schools to potentially run there um definitely don't just go off the running obviously especially for me running is a huge part of it and that's definitely a huge part of why I chose Oregon but I also know that if there's a time period in your life that you're not going to be running, say you get injured or something else comes up, you want to be at a school that you're happy at regardless of running. So even though running takes up a huge portion of my life, I've had you know injuries here and there and the last thing you want to do is be thinking about running all day or thinking about how you can't run all day. You want to be having fun outside of that and be in a program, the school program that you're interested in or... You know, have extracurriculars outside of running that you're interested in. So being in a location that is good for you and really being able to focus on school during those time periods where you can't run is definitely something that you should look at regardless of the running program.
2: So, um, I guess jumping off this a little bit, um, you've talked, you've had some really great vlogs and some really great YouTube videos that touch on some, you know, really hard subjects, not hard subjects, but touchy subjects. But somehow you always seem to bring light to it and you seem to bring this like positive energy and um, overall great, you know, um, how do I want to put this? Um, you just seem to make it easy for everybody to relate to, even if they can't. Um, and so, how do you think? why do you think uh, that's so important or what were your messages behind talking talking about those subjects on your um, YouTube channel
1: well I think especially through social media like people don't all the people that watch my videos don't know me personally so I mean even on social media though I talk about those things and make light to them it's definitely something that I've struggled with uh, mm-hmm. regardless of the level that you run at people struggle with these things like I've though I may like look like I'm happy all the time on my vlogs or on my Instagram and everything's okay like I definitely have times where I'm not okay and I have like definitely had periods in my college career where you know I it's I don't know you're just in a darker place than you usually are so and I think that's just not really talked about enough even like with your teammates or anything so I just kind of especially being someone that Runs for a school like Oregon. I think people just need to understand that, you know, not everything is so glamorous on the outside. Like we're not just going around winning NCAA titles, only running and being happy all the time. Because people are like, do being successful regardless of the success level that you're at. People still struggle with normal things, everyday-to-day things. So, I think just, I just wanted to get the message out that. I have struggled with a lot of things, even though on the outside right now it may not seem like I am, but I definitely am and will in the future and have in the past. So I just want to be able to relate to other people and let other people know that, you know, not everything is exactly what it seems on social media and you're not alone in what you're going through.
2: Mm. Thanks so much for sharing that because I think that's something that a lot of people – we've talked about this a little bit in our past podcasts but you know having that open platform to talk to people and you know admit that you're struggling or going through something or that you did go through something I mean it's almost a sense of um comfort in knowing that other people have gone through something similar um so I appreciate you taking that you know leap because it is a leap to openly say things on your YouTube and um openly say things on your you know just be just be more um Um, welcoming of that to um
1: to everybody so thank you for doing that because I think that's going to go very very far yeah and I've got nothing but positive feedback from you know videos like those and I just want other people to know that it's it's not embarrassing to come out and talk about your problems like just Mm -hmm. talk to your friends talk to your teammates talk to your parents and people will help you get through it it's not it's not something to be ashamed of to let people know that you're struggling
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and and you brought up a really good point right just there that uh, surrounding yourself with people who you know uplift you and give you support and such like that is so so positive so um how did you because it seems like you have a pretty good support system with your family and you know your coaches and your teammates and of course you know you're not going to get along with everybody that's just life but how did you how were you able to surround yourself with such good positive
1: people I think it's just making you know an active decision on, like I like you said, you know you're not going to be friends with everyone, and I have kind of realized that, um, especially you know runners all have a there's a variety of different personalities, so you just kind of have to, you know look out for the ones who you know are really genuine and genuinely like care about you and care about your well-being beyond the sport of track and field, so. Um, my coach is like a really good influence and I could really talk to her about anything. So that's just been awesome. And, you know, I I have like a couple really close teammates that are very open to it. And we always like talk about what we're dealing with. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, you know, getting along with everyone, but finding those few friends and teammates and, you know, siblings that you can just talk with anything about and everyone just, you know, brings each other up.
2: Mm Mm-hmm yeah that's wonderful um so thank you for that <laughs> um so i guess um we're kind of getting towards the end of um the podcast we don't want to hold you for too long and we mm-hmm. usually do this for about 45 minutes just so it gives enough people um some time to kind of listen but also not hold them for like forever because <laughs> um, people probably don't want to hear us forever but anyways <laughs> I'm, ram- I'm like totally rambling now um anyways so emma what does being a strong runner chick mean to you
1: Um, to me, being a strong runner chick is, you know, just staying true to my values and just being strong in like every aspect of life, uh, running, you know, school and even like social life, just staying true to who you are and always finding positives in the situation and, um, just trying to be like a good teammate to all people in your life, whether that be your teammates on the track or your friends, Just having, bringing a positive light to yourself because people want to be surrounded by people that are, you know, uplifting other people and like truly care about other people. So I think, you know, being a strong runner chick is really just trying to stay true to who you are regardless of who you're around. And yeah, and also just eating good. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, Emma. Love it. So um, where
0: can readers and listeners find and connect with you online?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. There, there's a <laughs> lot. Oh. That clear. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, Emma. <laughs> so my personal Instagram is just at Emma Abrahamson. And then I also have, obviously, if we haven't talked about it enough, at One Crazed Foodie on Instagram as well. And then on YouTube, you can just search my name, Emma Abrahamson, and I should come up and you guys can watch my vlogs. And then also I have a Twitter, which, you know, is just used for fun. I don't tweet that much, but if, Hey, if you want to follow me, there's some tweet funny, at you. probably yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Tweet at me. Funny memes will come your way. Um, that's just at Emma Abrahamson for so.
0: All right. And what should, um, listeners stay tuned for, like in terms of one crazy booty, do you have anything coming out that we should be on the lookout for? Or even on your your
1: YouTube. (laughs) Yes. um, So on One Crazy Foodie, definitely later in the week um, or just, like, later in the month once, you know, school (laughs) starts to settle back before finals, I'm definitely going to try to come out with some more, you know, fall-inspired baked goods or, like, crockpot recipes. So those will be, you know, on tap. And then for YouTube, just i'll be doing like racing vlogs every single time i have a race and yeah just the same old you know day-to-day vlogs probably some sit-down videos i haven't done one of those in a while so we'll see what's your next <laughs> race for readers to turn it tune into so we have regionals um in two weeks and then nationals is the week after that so only two more races Ooh, how oh how exciting <laughs> yeah
0: yes congrats on this weekend by the way um Oh, thank you. That was awesome. So, Thank you.
2: Yeah. Well, we wish you so, so, so much luck, Emma, in um, your upcoming races. But not only that, as you move forward um, in life, because there's no doubt that you're going to go far and do some pretty special things because you have this – wonderful joyous personality about you and you're pretty honest and really real with people and we appreciate that so thank you so much for taking time today on your study day of all days (laughs) to um speak with us we really do appreciate
0: it well thank you so much for having me yeah thanks all right thanks for tuning in strong runner chicks to another episode of strong runner chick radio that's all we got for you Bye. bye Thanks for
2: listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.
0: Thanks again for listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors and other brands we've partnered with, including Lifeway Kefir, Vital Proteins, Kai's Bars, Inside Tracker, and Goo Energy Labs. Thanks so much, and have a great day.